Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Happy Tuesday right here on KTalk 1640 AM. And uh, it, hey, if you're Elizabeth Warren, you're having a good day. She apparently has had the largest turnout for any Democrat presidential candidate uh, since the primaries began. Uh, in the uh, state of Minnesota, she had 12,000, an estimated 12,000 people turn out for a rally she was holding uh, in Minnesota. And uh, like I said, by far the biggest uh, turnout for any presidential candidate uh, on the Democrat side to date. And what what really gets me about this is it wasn't until when last year that she decided she was going to apologize for basically scamming Harvard University. Remember when she applied for a uh, an open uh, professorship position? She put down that she was Native American, and she knew exactly what she was doing, right? She was a woman, but she didn't know if that would be enough, so let me do a protected class. Let me go after the Native American slot. So she got a teaching position to the detriment, I think you'd make a strong argument, to the exclusion of someone more qualified for that position, and she gets 12,000 people to turn out. Now, in all fairness, I mean, 12,000 is a lot of people, but she did promise to scalp a white man from the stage, and I think that helped. I think that, you know, when you promise to do... And look, she said she would do it as a tribute. I would have turned out. I said, Let me just check that out for a little bit. But here's a woman who, what was she, one 1,024th? Native American, and she's claiming that she's a Native American in order to get a leg up for a job at Harvard University. And now that she's extracted all the benefits she can from it, right? Because that was, that was a blessing and a benefit, that lie that she was telling year after year. It was to her benefit and to her privilege, and then finally, Trump just called on it, and he wouldn't let go. He kept pounding away at her. Until finally, I don't know whose idea it was. She goes out and she takes a DNA test. It comes back basically saying that George Custer had more Native American blood in him than Elizabeth Warren has in her. And she finally apologized, a wishy-washy apology, not even apologizing for the scam. She had to apologize because when that result came out, you know, one 1,024th Native American, she stood by her guns. She said, look, I'm Native American. See, the proof is here. But then Native American tribes came out and said, look, it doesn't work that way. We decide who's part of the tribe. Not necessarily your blood. So she had to come out and she had to apologize saying, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that I couldn't self-declare that I'm Native American. And she has 12,000 people turn out. 
that's that's astounding to me. Where's the accountability? Where are the people saying, wait, Elizabeth, explain to me how you thought again you were Native American? Look, I believe in forgiveness. I believe in redemption. Right? We've all been places that, hey, we would rather not have been. But is this a redemption of convenience? Is this her saying, you know what, I really haven't changed at all. But the whole Native American thing, it's not helping me anymore. So let me address it. Let me get rid of it. I mean, what what are her other plans? Her other big plans are what? She's going to rearrange the Supreme Court because, you know, well, we have these judges and justices on there that now believe in the Constitution and original intent. We can't have that. Free health care. I'm going to cancel student loan debt. It's the same stuff, just free stuff, free stuff, free stuff. Is that really a plan? Is that really leadership? But apparently she may be the sleeper. She 12,000 people to show up in the polling. She's also doing very well. And like I said, I'm convinced that Biden's not going to be the nominee. He just doesn't have the staying power. His whole strategy, you know, is uh, defense, defense, defense. And just like in football, that's not a good strategy. You can't run out the clock. The system, meaning the campaign, is designed to make sure that doesn't happen. Right? It's designed to expose the candidates, to get the candidates in front of the people, to hear their policies, hear their positions. And the other thing that's working against Joe Biden, and we're going to talk about some of the biggest mistakes that Joe Biden has made. And I, I'm less inclined to believe that they're mistakes and just outright lies that he's been telling the American people. I wasn't even aware of some of this stuff. About how he says he was shot at in Afghanistan, how his helicopter was forced down by enemy fire. I didn't know that. Because the media gives him a buy. But what's going to prevent Joe Biden from getting through the primaries is that the left, the far left, is just incensed at the handling of their party by your traditional Democrats. Remember the, uh, the Tea Party? And when the Tea Party came on the scene, the media were just, they're ripping the Republican Party apart. It's, you know, there's a war in the Republican Party and who's going to win and it's tearing the party apart. The same exact thing is happening to the Democrats right now. The same exact thing is happening to the Democrat Party. There is a civil war taking place in the Democrat Party. You don't know about it because the media won't report on it. When this was happening in the Republican Party, media couldn't get enough of it. Now that it's happening the Democrat Party, well, we don't want to make the Democrat Party look bad. We don't want to make the Democrat Party look divided. So they ignore the story. But let me share this with you because this is pretty amazing. You know, in Congress, you know, it's hard enough to get elected to Congress. But once you're there, the real work begins because you want to get one of those cherished chairmanships, right? You want to be the chair of a committee like judiciary or foreign intelligence. You want to be on one of those committees and be the chair of that committee, right? Because that's where the real power is. And usually when you make it to that spot, when you get to be a committee chair, 
generally you're entrenched in the party, meaning you have a lot of party support, and you're never challenged. Because now that you're a chair, you have a way of punishing or rewarding other people in your party. Okay, you're nice to me. Maybe I'll push to get you on my uh, chairmanship uh, committee. But that's what's happening in the Democrat Party. Listen to this article. At least seven of Pelosi's top committee chairs, at least seven, may face a primary challenge. One powerful Pelosi deputy who faces a primary, Representative Nita Lowy, a Democrat from New York, the chairwoman of the House Appropriations Committee, arguably the most powerful committee in Congress. Right? So Nancy Pelosi has her uh, poster child there, Nita Lowy. She hasn't faced a party challenge since 1988. She's now being challenged. Well, by who? Well, AOC and her band of thugs, the squad, are now raising money and trying to get people to run against Democrats that they consider, well, they're not far left enough. They're not progressive enough. We have to take them out. We've got to take them on. Remember, this is how AOC... Alexandria Crazy Cortez. That's how she got into Congress. She took on a powerful sitting Democrat that everybody said, ah, he can't be beat. He's not going to be beat. He's got the money. And AOC went in there and toppled him. Now, the squad is, it looks like they're going to challenge seven, not just Democrats, but committee chairs. If you lose one of those, it's a big deal. Hey, when we come back, we'll finish this up. A lot more to cover. Stay tuned right here to The Joe Carey Show. The other thing I want to talk about is uh, I want to hear from you, Welcome back to the Joe Carey Show right here on K-Talk 1640 AM and the Loving Liberty Radio Network. I wanted to talk about uh, this civil war that's taking place inside the Democrat Party. And they're pretending like it's not happening. But we've already seen, you know, AOC took out one of the lieutenants or captains of the Democrat Party. So she's emboldened, right? She has this big platform, has access to a lot of money. And she's really... uh, not taking well to Nancy Pelosi. Listen to this article we were talking about, uh, this observer who's saying, look, this, this Democrat civil war bodes very bad for the party and potentially very well for the Republican Party in 2020. Uh, the author writes that uh, 
even if one of the seven committee chairs falls to a primary challenger, it would be cataclysmic in official Washington. People this close to the power of a House speaker are theoretically are theoretically supposed to be safe from such things, at least in their own parties. But with the rise of the anti-establishment left inside the Democrat conference led by the squad, the leadership has been caught off guard by surging leftist activism, pushing political and policy priorities far outside the American mainstream. Right, so you work all this time, you finally get into the committee chair spot, you're supposed to be safe. You're supposed to be immune from these primary challenges, and AOC and the squad have now declared civil war on the party. The article says the swift takeover of the Democrat Party that Ocasio-Cortez and her comrades have engineered may have deep consequences for the party nationally. Donald Trump has sought to accelerate AOC's rise inside the Democrat Party in order to force the party further to the left and away from solutions on issues voters care about, like health care, infrastructure, immigration, family leave, the economy, and more. Now, isn't this next paragraph, listen to it, because this is the truth. Instead, Democrats are now consumed with an agenda filled with anti-Semitic hatred of Israel, as well as open borders and anti-immigration enforcement sentiments, support for a government takeover of health care that even 2020 hopeful Senator Bernie Sanders admits would eliminate union health plans, result in higher taxation, and a climate that would destroy American uh, jobs. Now, this is the this is the upside for the GOP, right? So the left has to follow AOC, right? That's their leader. But by AOC having such a large microphone, she's pulling the party that way. She's moving the entire party to the left. That creates a great opportunity for the GOP, according to the article. Now, you'll have to do the math on this, but it's worth it. There are 31 seats that Democrats sit in today that President Trump carried in 2016. Of those 31 seats, 13 of them, President Trump carried by more than six points. So here you have the socialist wing of the party trying to take them further left when the only way they have the majority is actually winning in Republican areas, areas that would be swing districts. So what I'm saying is in 2020, it's not just going to be Donald Trump versus the eventual Democrat nominee. You have the House in play. Because Donald Trump, everyone who writes him off as, well, he's an idiot, he doesn't have any political savvy, he has successfully, with AOC's assistance, moved the entire Democrat Party and their political agenda as far left, I was going to say in my lifetime, but in the 60s it was pretty radical, but as equal as it was in the 60s. That's what Donald Trump has done. 
I mean, you want to talk about his successes. What, uh, did you see the announcement about Planned Parenthood saying they're going to opt out of certain government funding programs? You've heard Bush promise that. You've heard Reagan promise that. Trump actually got it done. We're going to stop using federal money for abortions. That's a huge win. I didn't see any articles on that in the paper today. None. Because that's Planned Parenthood waving the white flag. That's showing that conservative ideals, libertarian mindsets. It resonates with people. It doesn't have to be a nonstop parade towards bigger government, towards more regulation. And while everybody's looking at this, this culmination, this fight between Trump and the left, there's going to be a lot at stake next year. I mean, the, the House of Representatives is up for grabs. The Senate, less so. But that's going to be in play. And what's at stake? Every policy on every issue that you can imagine. And every time I see the left come after Trump for his successes... Right? They always say, well, Trump really hasn't delivered on the wall. He hasn't delivered. you got to balance that against what has he been able to deliver. In many ways, in many, and, and don't read this the wrong way, but in many ways, he is the most honest politician we've had in a long, long time. Because he doesn't couch his uh, positions or his policies in the gobbledygook and the disinformation that politicians typically do. Right? He doesn't promise tougher border security, get into office, and then give up on it. I think he's still fighting the fight. When you look at the statistics, do you know that apprehensions of illegal aliens uh, month over month from uh, June to July to August, that they're falling every month and that uh, from July to August, it's 50% of what it was in July. Why? Because Trump is using the power at his disposal, at his disposal, to put pressure on the governments of Mexico, of Guatemala, to get them to stop and halt these caravans that are coming up from Latin America. And we've said it before, look, I think that any parent would want a better life for their child. And I don't, I don't begrudge individuals that look and say, hey, it's better there, let me go. I think that's a sign of a good parent. My issue is that we need to have a front door. People need to use that door. And if we need to widen it, if we need to make it bigger, that's fine too. That's great. You think about that. Everybody in the world wants to come to the United States. Now, the left will tell you, well, it's full of racists. It's full of, you know, misogynists. And they don't have a lot of free stuff. But despite all our problems, all the blemishes that we have, all the legitimate issues that need to be addressed, we have more people wanting to come to the United States than any other spot or country in the world. 
That tells me more than any poll. It tells me more than any politician. It speaks the truth. When we come back, a Chinese company is willing to sell you a cloned cat for $50,000. We'll have that and more right after this break. discussion without the partisan outrage this is the loving liberty radio network welcome back to the joe carey show right here on k talk 1640 a.m and the loving liberty radio network coast to coast uh, on the loving liberty radio network thank you to our affiliates and partners who make that possible you know, we live in an, a time of uncertainty. You know, we talked about deep fakes, uh, video and images that are fake, but they appear so real and authentic that uh, you would be inclined to believe the image or the video. And it's, it's more important than ever that we do our own homework, that we do our own research. And I do that. When we have an advertiser approach us, I'm, I'm very cautious and careful before we bring them on and make them a partner with the program because I want to make sure before I recommend them to you, to this audience, and to family, and to friends, that they're the real deal. I did that with Liberty HealthShare when we first partnered. And one of the first things I do is I go out and I research what are the people saying about this company and about this organization and about this service online? And I want to share with you some of the things that I found when I was re researching Liberty HealthShare. And I'm just going to read uh, some shorter reviews, and then I want to get into a long one. This from Florida. Liberty HealthShare has been great with customer service. They covered our naturopathic care including vitamins, which conventional insurance wouldn't do. Liberty HealthShare saved me from atrociously high premiums. When we started with Liberty HealthShare about two years ago, the monthly cost was about one-third of what it would have been under the Affordable Care Act. Only two months into our new coverage, our son needed an ACL repair. Liberty HealthShare has been great with customer service. The MRI was about one quarter of the insurance price when we negotiated it. Customer service could not have been more helpful. Uh, this one from California. I had a question, so I reached out to Liberty HealthShare. A representative called me back quickly, and we spoke in length about my situation. It couldn't have gone better. I will continue to recommend them to friends and family who are looking for an ethical place. Think about that. How many times have you seen that word in a review? Refer them to an ethical place to help with their health care needs. I have been a client of theirs, and I enjoy that my money goes towards people who try and live a healthy lifestyle. Finally, from Arizona, I have been using Liberty Health. 
here for some time now, I was hesitant at first. I wasn't familiar with the cost-sharing model. But I will tell you, the customer service has been great, and the rates are fantastic for the family plan, and everything has worked out great. We have great health care and are saving lots of money. Count me as a satisfied member. You know, and I wanted to share that with you because I think it's important, and, and these were all from different states. But I love that emphasis on ethical company because we don't hear that too often. With us, we have Matt Bellis from Liberty HealthShare. Matt, thank you again for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Joe. Hey, Brian, can you turn up Matt just a little bit? I'm having difficulty hearing him. Hey, Matt, so tell me, when when I read that review, when he talks about that ethical company, how does that make you feel as one of the founders of Liberty HealthShare? Well, frankly, it feels just a huge blessing <laughs> to know that the work that I have been a part of and others as well uh, has been a huge blessing to others. And so to hear that we have been able to support them has just been it's just fantastic. Matt, let me ask you this, you know, because and I know that uh, we talk about this uh, almost every week, but let me ask you, when we talk about traditional health care and then we have, you know, uh, health uh, care or health uh, care sharing, cost sharing, what is that difference and why is that important? Well, I actually liken it to two uh, major things uh, that those third-party insurance systems do that we don't do. The first is we don't pool our funds. Uh, Insurance companies, they take your your funds, they put it into a big, giant pot. I like to call it a a bureaucratic black hole. Uh, They invest it, they uh, work with it, uh, and then maybe someday you'll be able to make a claim on that fund. That's not what we do at all. We don't share. We don't put our money into a pot. We share funds with one another. It's member to member, person to person, cost sharing. The other thing that those third party payment systems do that we don't is they spread risk. Uh, they take your broken arm and try to spread that risk amongst a pool of people to try and mitigate some of the cost. Uh, Those are the two main attributes of it that we don't do. We don't spread risk, and we don't pool funds. Uh, We are individuals who are in control of our health care, what we like to call self-pay patients, who are in charge of our own health. We make the decisions about what we want to do, where we want to go, the doctors that we want to see, and the type of procedures that we want to be a part of. And we are responsible for the full amount, frankly, of our medical bills that we incur. And the question arises is, well, what happens whenever you have a medical bill that is either unexpected or unaffordable? Well, that's when the community of members comes around and supports you in your time of need. Liberty HealthShare is there to aggregate that relationship, to bring people together, to help you pay for your medical costs so that you're not left in a lurch wondering if anybody's going to help share in your expenses. We're there to ensure that the regular giving each and every month by the members is there to help support you in your time of need. So we don't spread risk. We don't pool funds. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we're not insurance. 
that's an um, uh, what an impressive uh, and personal model. You know, traditional insurance is so impersonal. And with Liberty HealthShare, you do get that, hey, your dollars are helping someone else in their time of need. And, it, Matt, let me just ask you this. Some insurance companies, and I, and I know Liberty HealthShare is not insurance, but that model, they have periods of open enrollment, meaning you only qualify to enroll at certain times. If we have people listening right now and they're dissatisfied with their insurance company or they don't have insurance or they're just looking for a change to save money, does Liberty HealthShare have an open enrollment period, or can they call up today and ask for more information and enroll? We don't. Our, we don't have an open enrollment period. We're not bound by the enroll, open enrollment season. Uh, so, if you're somebody who wants to join Liberty HealthShare, join that community of people that support one another, then call today. You can sign up, and uh, we, we are taking people right now uh, for the first of the month. So if you want to be a member starting September 1st, uh, we're here to help you. Matt, I want to thank you, and I just I want to just close our interview. I want to read that, um, that wonderful uh, review again, this coming from San Francisco, California, where he says, I will continue to recommend them to friends of mine who are looking for an ethical place to help with their health needs. Matt, I couldn't think of a better endorsement than that one. Thank you so much, and thank you, uh, Liberty Health Share, for all you do. If you're looking for more information, visit libertyhealthshare.org. No open enrollment. Go there today. Sign up today. Matt, thank you very much. Thank you. God bless. I have to tell you that Liberty Healthshare is an organization and a company it would be easier. It'd be easier to say, look, okay, you know, we're going to advertise with Joe. We're going to support Joe. We're going to support uh, Loving Liberty. And I'm sure they get calls. I'm sure they get calls about the sponsor. Why are you doing that? But they do because they believe in that message of personal responsibility. They believe in that message of smaller more limited government when it comes to our health care decisions. They want you making those. They want me making those, not Uncle Sam. And that's a good thing. That's a great thing, actually. So I want to thank them for being a sponsor. And please show your thanks. Go to libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. Poke around. I think there's a lot that would appeal to you, whether you're insured or not insured. You can save a tremendous amount of money on your premiums, and the, the services don't go down. Most providers are happy to take Liberty Health Share because they get out of the bureaucracy and paperwork of uh, insurance. When we come back, a Chinese company is willing to clone your cat. I want to hear from you, 801-331-8113. Is that a good idea or bad idea? We'll be back right after this break.
Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show right here on K-Talk 1640 AM and the uh, Loving Liberty Radio Network. Thank you for uh, tuning in and listening. You know, this next section, uh, this next uh, segment, I, I, I was telling uh, Brian between the break, we really need Ralph DeLugas on because he would have some insights into this segment. Right, Brian? I mean, you and I will talk about it, but he could really comment on it uh, with some scientific know-how. He gets it. Yeah, he would. He would. Because I read this article, and, you know, part of me wants to roll my eyes, and part of me, it's like, no, keep them wide open, because this probably is happening. There is a story that came out, uh, published in a paper that I could go either way on. Uh, It's a little sensational, but generally the facts are right. And apparently there is a Chinese company now willing, uh, the Chinese company is a Sinogene, Sinogene. And if you allow this company to gather DNA from your living cat, so you have a cat, you're very affectionate, you love this cat, the cat loves you, and you know it loves you because it won't touch you, it won't go near you, it just does its own thing. (laughs) So if you want to clone that cat, this company for $50,000 will take that DNA and make a genetic duplicate of that kitty cat. They've done it once. The first cat that was cloned, the kitten was named Garlic. The original cat, which supplied the cells for cloning, and Garlic are identical in appearance. But listen to this. Listen to this. But they have different temperaments, memories, and personalities. Now, Brian, I can get how you can tell if a cat has a different temperament. Or even a different personality. But how do you know if the cat has a different memory? I have no idea. I don't know. Why do they they need living DNA? Why couldn't you just do it from one of its hairs that it left behind? Oh, you've seen too many Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. You want them to go scrape off DNA off some woolly mammoth. Mammoth. Or, Or extract it from a mosquito embedded in amber. I don't know. You're right, though. Ralph would have the answers. Yeah, so now this is what people have been saying all along, right? The left cast these huge nets saying, you know, boys are like this and girls are like this. Even at the level of a cat, they're saying, less. it's the same DNA. It's the same genetic makeup. But wow, are they different in temperament, memory, and personality. Wow. And anyone who has kids will say the same thing. Right, they're raised in the same home, raised by the same parents, share the same DNA. Have you ever heard a parent say, wow, my kids are exactly the same? It's unbelievable. They like to do everything the same way. They, you know, they get up early, they get up on time. Everything's the same. I've never had a parent say that. Usually it's, wow, my kids are so different. Because the DNA is the modeling clay, right? The DNA is is the modeling clay. But how that child, the experiences they have, even in a similar environment or the same environment... They're going to be different. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a great thing. But my question is this. 
let's say you have the $50,000. Do you go out and get your cat cloned? Right? So you have Fluffy. You love Fluffy. Fluffy does everything you want a cat to do. And Fluffy, unfortunately, is dying. Do you run out there and clone Fluffy? And my question is why? Because if the cat has a different temperament, memory, and per- wouldn't that be awful? All of a sudden, Fluffy doesn't recognize you? So, Brian, you, you're sitting on $50,000, but you're really not a cat person, are you? No, nah, not really. Well, let's say we can do it for dogs. Okay. Let's say this Chinese company has developed a way to clone dogs. You're sitting on the money. Would you? Would I, you clone your dog? I might want to. If it was a really good dog, I might be tempted. But there's an ethical line there. I'm not sure where it is. So I'd be hesitant. Oh, now that's interesting. What do you mean ethical? Uh, it's uh, it's tampering with the beginnings of life. At least in my in my estimation. Now, granted, some people would say it's only an animal, but I don't know. There there are some things that I wonder if uh, I wonder if the Jeff Goldblum character in Jurassic Park, you know, didn't have it right. Sometimes we're so eager to see. Can we do something? We don't ask. Should we be doing that? No, that's a great point. And you look and look to that point, Brian. You know, they're not stopping here. Exactly. Right? If, they, if they can do cats, it's going to be dogs, and it's going to be an elephant, and then I mean. The ultimate goal, of course, would be, I would imagine, you know, the brass ring of genetics is let's clone a human being. Let's live forever. Yeah, and in that sense, look, if, you don't, if we don't put the, uh, the structure in place now, if we don't design this out in a way that's going to protect those ethical considerations, and it really could be a very, very scary place. You ever see Gattaca? Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, I have. Yeah, exactly. And I we're just, doing it now. I, I just saw it for the first time a few weeks ago, and it was kind of chilling. Yeah, I mean, it, for those who haven't seen the movie, it's really about the future where uh, society can breed out genetic defects. And if you're born with one, you are considered broken. Like, your options, your opportunities... They're all dead ends because society cherishes and prizes, you know, this genetic perfection. Now, one thing I'll say is I was talking to Brian about this. If we could develop, uh, if the geneticists could develop something where there's a clone of you as a person, but all the bad things you do inure to the detriment of the clone. Have you seen Portrait of Dorian Gray? Because that's what I'm talking I'm talking about a real-life portrait of Dorian Gray. So if you want to go and you want to eat Big Macs and fries, that's great. Because you stay thin. It's the clone that gets bigger. But I'm sure there's ethical considerations with that, too. Yeah, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I want you to stay tuned. Uh, next, uh, well, to the entire network, to the entire Loving Liberty Radio Network, I want you to go to lovingliberty.net. And I want you to see... Uh, the host that we have, Brian Hyde, starting the day every morning uh, from 7 to 9, Mountain Standard Time. We have uh, Eric Mutsos on every Monday. We have Larry Reed on Tuesday. Um, we have Ammon Bundy on every Thursday. And we have Ralph DeLugas on every uh, Friday with Stranger Than Fiction. But just a, a great 
pool of talent. Kate Daly uh, takes our afternoon shows, and these are all live, right? These are all live shows. So you get your current events, you get the news of the day, and then if you, if you do miss it, you can go to lovingliberty.net, and you can just download the podcast, and you can listen to the podcast Anytime, anywhere. I travel quite a bit. I'm in Philadelphia now. I'm getting ready to head back out to Salt Lake next week. When I work out, I take my phone and, you know, I work out in the morning. I listen to Brian. And it's great because you get all that uh, excitement pumping through. As Brian says, you're like, I can't believe they're doing that. They're covering up a mural of George Washington. But it's a great way to spend your day. It's and I don't, I don't use the word intelligent in a academic way, but it's radio that makes you think, right? It's really radio that makes you take a step back and say, you know what? I didn't look at things that way. I didn't know that was happening. That's the aim. That's the goal of, of loving liberty. It's not, it's not into a screaming contest. It's not we're right, you're wrong. You can get that everywhere. This is about causing people to stop and think and say, ah, I never looked at it that way. It's not about converting people. It's not about changing someone's mind. It's about creating that process where you're changing your own mind, where you're looking at things differently. And if, if our shows do that, then it's been a good day. So lovingliberty.net, you can listen to the podcast, you can download the app and listen to it anytime, anywhere. I want you to stay tuned. Larry Reed is up next, the Reed Hour. Also, uh, we'll be back on Thursday of this week from uh, noon to 1 p.m. right here on lovingliberty.net. K-Talk, 1640 a.m. and K-Y-A-H in Central Utah. Thank you. We'll be back on Thursday. Thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.